This week on the Hui. Tirunanga Nui Ongakura Kaupapa Māori is fighting to keep their autonomy at an urgent Waitangi Tribunal hearing. And we look at the joint marae program that's connecting Tamariki, Rangatahi and their whānau to nature. You can see the penny drop, you know, the instant that they actually grasp something. Plus, to celebrate the start of New Zealand Music Month, we catch up with Māori singer-songwriter Anna Coddington with her hit waiata, Aho. I keep referring to it as my Māori funk album. <laughs> But I don't know if funk's really that much of an accurate term, but it's definitely, it's a lot more kind of upbeat, fun. And welcome back to the Hui. An urgent claim brought to the Waitangi Tribunal by Tirunanga Nui o Ngā Kurakaupapa Māori o Aotearoa. The body which oversees Kurakaupapa Māori concluded its first week of hearings at Huani Waititi Marae in West Auckland on Friday. At the core of the claim is the ability of Kurakopapa Māori to continue to exercise their tinoranga tiratanga and also a lack of understanding and support from the Ministry of Education. Joining us now live from Te Whanganui in Wellington is the co-chair of Te Runanganui o Ngā Kurakopapa Māori, Rawiri Wright. E kara Rawiri, tēnā koe. For the uninitiated, let's just start with how many Kurakopapa Māori there are and what is the core tenant or the core tenants that underpin Kurakopapa Māori? There are 62 official Kurakopapa Māori uh, ahomatua throughout the country and we've got uh, eight others who are in going through the process of becoming established as uh, now, the core tenant is we are asking for the establishment of, uh, for want of a better word, a ministry of Matauranga Kaupapa Māori, of uh, a Māori stream of education to run parallel to that of the existing system. The rationale is well, who knows, who cares, who even gives a toss? Education in this country is 207 years old from the establishment of the first kura. Kura of Māori is 38 years young. In 207 years, Māori are still at the bottom of, um, of that education system in terms of um, you know, educational achievement and things like that. There have been improvements in recent years. What we're saying is 207 years is enough. Um, and the sooner there is a, a, a Māori stream, kaupapa Māori, um, education stream of this country, the better. Let's talk further about them then. The, to oversee that Māori stream, as you put it, or that ministry, I think was the word that you used earlier. Is this, in effect, something like Te Aka the Māori Health Authority? Yes, but there is a, a fundamental difference is that um, in, with Te Aka um, everybody has the same 
single choice, and that is if you're sick, you have to go to hospital. In the education setting, there are lots of options. And what we're saying is it is time to formalise the Matauranga um, Kaupapa Māori Stream. It, it exists informally already through uh, Kohangareo, Kura Kaupapa Māori Ahomatua, Kura Aiwi, and the Wānanga. What we're saying, it's time to allow each of those identities to come together as one so that there is a Māori language, Mātauranga Māori uh, stream, that anybody who chooses to, to participate in it can, um, to be overseen by Māori. Mm. And as you said, though, there are a number, a higher number in proportion of Māori students who attend mainstream schooling. What do you think the impacts yep. of this idea, if it comes to fruition, will be on those who still choose to attend a mainstream school for their tamariki Māori? You know, no, no problem, no issue with that. Um, but what part of our claim is that we believe, we're saying that if the Ministry of Education had been uh, had better resourced and uh, had worked harder to put uh, policies and processes in place to support the development of Kura Kaupapamare Ahomatua, there would be more than 62 kura. We would have more than the 7,500 students that we do currently. And um, there inertia has actually prohibited um, thousands more from attending. This is not a takeover. You know? This is working in a parallel paradigm and, uh, if you like, embodying the, um, the words, the tenets and the principles of the Tiriti or Waitangi, similar to what is being envisaged in the health sector. Rawiri, what do you think the Waitangi Tribunal can realistically do to give or help give effect to this when, as we all know, the Tribunal's recommendations are not binding on the Crown? Now, there have been a couple of instances where the Tribunal has been able to make binding recommendations. We don't know if this is going to uh, fall into that category. However, the government whoever the government is, needs to ask itself, um, is it happy to see Māori students failing in their education system or is it time to give them a realistic opportunity to participate in an education system that looks like them, that sounds like them, that um, sees the world through their eyes or what? Or do they still want us to see the world through Tauiwi lenses? Do they still want us to um, only teach our student what they select is uh, valuable knowledge? Matauranga Māori, Tiruhanga Māori are way different from Matauranga Tauiwi and Tiruhanga Tauiwi, uh, European perspective and European knowledge. Our tamariki need to be, they need to know who they are where they are from and what their purpose is in this world in order um, that we can continue to sustain the Ao Māori.
How realistic do you think your ultimate aspirations are, considering there are political parties right now who potentially could be in the position of becoming the next government, who do not support the kind of policy that you are looking to adopt and implement, who do not support, who would say, for example, that this kind of approach is separatist. And again, what actually New Zealand should look like, should feel like, should be, particularly in the education system. Yeah, so um, our papa, uh, Professor uh, Graham Hinlangaroa-Smith, reminded the tribunal of the detentions between uh, party political aspirations, the state responsibility to provide an education system, and departmental functions. At the moment, party political preference is trumping everything. It doesn't matter what the state responsibility is to tell Māori, as determined um, and as already recognised in Te Tiriti o and in the United Nations Declaration of Rights of the Indigenous People. So, the government, whoever the government is, needs to ask itself, are they going to continue to put their party political preferences ahead of what is in the interests of the people, or are they just going to rule according to their own mantras? This is not separatist. This is working in parallel. This is what Te Tiriti or Waitangi was all about. You know, one of the things about this government, the previous government, is that they run a mile when anybody talks about co-governance, whatever label you put on it. You know, what are they afraid of? You know, all of the statistics are telling us that in um, by 2050, the New Zealand is going to be more brown than it is anything else. And Thank you so much for your time, Rawiri. That is Rawiri Wright, co-chair of Tūrunanga Nui o Ngā Kura Kaupapa Māori. Coming up next on the hui, we look at the marae program connecting tamariki, rangatahi and their whānau to nature. Six years ago, three Tamaki Makoto Marae came together to devise Te Puanga Mara, a charity to connect Tamariki, Rangatahi, and their whanau to Te Taiao, the environment. They're using Mataranga Māori Kōrero Tukuiho to grow an appreciation for the Taiao for future generations. Rani Pereira went to meet the clever kaikokiri behind the conversation and conservation kaupapa. What are these? Native or introduced plants? Native. Teaching tamariki about their Taiao. I'm fine, Chrissy. We're going to go for a hikoi with no mine. He's going to go out and find these plants. Yep. So we're on like a bit of a speed date. 15 minutes, let's go. Chrissy Bishop is a project manager for Te Puana Mara, a South Auckland charity that encourages young people to connect with nature. 
So on the bottom of the karamu or the karamuramu, it's got nostrils. Can you see those? Yeah. So that's how the plant breathes. For some of these year six children, it's the first time they've ever seen or heard about native plant varieties. I think all our babies in schools should be learning that, you know, this is where you live. That's an introduced plant, this is a native plant, you know. Both may be good, but have different benefits or effects on the whenua. So there's two different varieties. This is manuka. And then there's a kan kanuka. How do you tell if it's manuka or kanuka? It's just softer and the flowers are smaller yep. underneath the Yeah. You can see the penny drop or katakate marama. You know, the instant that they actually grasp something. Chrissy's passing on her ancestral knowledge to the future kaitiaki of our environment. You OK? Same one. I've always had a passion around the taio. I've never trained in anything. Um, it was just a ngāko mahaki work for me, you know, something that I was passionate about. And it was the same with Zara, you know. Um, I guess it's um, contagious, the passion between us. We've come here today to play some Takoro Māori with you guys as well as um, learn a bit about some of the native trees that we've got in this area. Together with Zara Mututere, the pair have been with the programme since it was set up in 2017. You guys know what a pūkana is? Yeah. Yeah. Have you played pūkana before? Yeah. Using fun activities and games, they believe that engaging and educating kids about the taiao at a young age is crucial and hope their enthusiasm for the kaupapa will rub off on them. <laughs> My passion has been around the tile and working in the environment and um, drawing on ancestral knowledge or our tūpuna mātauranga to help us to restore our papa tūnuku to her prior state. <laughs> Zara got involved in her first conservation cause, aged 11. So horse mussels, it's a delicacy in the community that I'm from in Tauranga and they were just getting decimated completely so we did like a research project and one of the major findings was that trawling was um, pretty much destroying their, their beds. Zara and the Tapu Ana Mara team are keen to get involved with their South Auckland community, attending events like this Maramataka Masterclass last month. From the deepest parts of the Awa to our Rangi to us in the Whenua, we are all connected. At Puhunui Stream in Wiri. Just having the kids engage with the awa here, uh, having their whānau alongside them to see them engaging with the awa as well, and then just to see them buzzing out that they're catching tuna, you know. In 2010, the awa, which feeds into the Manukau Harbour, was considered the dirtiest of all 31 waterways, monitored by Auckland Regional Council. The Pūnu itself is super important. It was a traditional highway for the people that used to live here back in the days. This is an artificial pond that is just catching rainwater, holding it, and then it's just becoming salty, and then, you know, it ends up impacting on the water quality of the rest of the catchment. So to re-naturalise this space is really important. Six 
tonnes of rubbish were removed by 2,000 volunteers in 2016 in a push to clean up the awa. But they're still battling the dumping of waste here, and that's still having an effect on the water quality. This one here is a ammonia test. Do you know what ammonia is? Um, no. It's pretty much poos and wheeze. Oh. And it changes colour depending on whether or not the chemical is present. Oh. It's from yellow to green. If it's green, there's heaps of ammonia. If it's yellow, there's not a lot. Our young people are getting upskilled while they're having all these experiences or being exposed to nature, because I reckon you don't actually know you're passionate about something until you've had a tattoo at it. Mm. Rangatahi helped design the interactive activities for Rangatahi. Even these clever water testing kits were devised by Year 10 students who had been inspired after going through the programme. Do you know what these ones are? And there's a huge focus on training up the next kai kōkiri or conservation champions of the future. Kawa kawa can be used for anything, so we use it as moisturisers, as a septic, yeah, heaps of things. We're all about developing our rangatai, um, even though we're a tile-focused, kaupapa Māori organisation, it doesn't matter where they want to go, just as long as we're there to akiaki them and support them in whatever they want to do. What is it like having that youth-led injection as well into it? That must give it much more, like, life in it life. as well. Yeah. The use and their ideas, you know, there's never a dumb idea. Every idea has merit until you've tried it. Every cool Try thing it. was an out-of-the-gate idea at the beginning. Their give-it-a-go approach and hard work has been recognised, winning them several accolades, including a mayoral award in 2019 for their efforts to enhance Tamaki's environment. Zara and I have stayed pulled to our kaupapa, you know, that it is around kaitiakitanga, supporting mana whenua, our relationships and how we interact with other people. What have you got? Kurumiko. Uh, is that that one over there? Te Puanga Mara has just allowed a space for me to, like I'm not a rangatahi anymore, but it has allowed a space for me to be able to achieve some of my biggest hopes and dreams from when I was a rangatahi, yeah, so I feel pretty um, fortunate to be a part of the kaupapa. Stay with us. After a short break, Ngāti Tūwharetoa singer, songwriter Anna Coddington kicks off our Music Month series, profiling the talents of Māori musicians this May. Today marks the first day of New Zealand Music Month, so we're showcasing some of our Māori artists who are making a name for themselves in the New Zealand music scene. Throughout the month, we'll profile different musicians, but this week we kick it off with Ngāti Tuwharetoa singer and songwriter Anna Connington, who's been busy working on something special. Thank you for talking to us. It's great to have you with us. Can I start by asking, how is your whanau? Um, yeah, we're, we're OK. We've had um, 
bit of a bad time, as lots of people know, because we, our house flooded. We actually lost our house in the Auckland floods. But in saying that, we were completely overwhelmed by the totoko and, you know, the support, generosity that everybody showed us through that time and still now as well. So just feel really lucky more than anything yeah. and really, really well supported and we're all good. Yeah, just back into the madness of life. What does that mean? What are you doing at the moment? Um, I have been working on a new album, actually. Wow. Yes, <laughs> Te Maungai Pahu funded. Oh, wow. um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, bilingual de Orua. So, yeah, in English and in Māori. And I, I keep referring to it as my Māori funk album. <laughs> But I don't know if funk's really that much of an accurate term, but it's definitely, it's a lot more kind of upbeat, fun, danceable tunes than most of my uh, existing catalogue, so I'm really excited. What's motivated that? Is it tamariki or fun? Um, I can can tell you almost exactly what's motivated. I mean, I've always enjoyed listening to that kind of music anyway, you know, like disco, funky stuff. My first instrument was the drums, so drums have always been really important to me. Like, if the drums suck, I can't enjoy it kind of thing. (laughs) So um, I've always been big on rhythm sections, so that was a big part of it. But I've got a really great band at the moment, like great musicians and great people as well, and I love performing with them. And um, I get a lot of solo gigs because my songs translate well to a solo performance, but I it's more fun playing with your friends kind of thing. So I wanted to make music that was more suitable for, like, playing at a party with my friends and having a nice time. So Talking my language. That's yep, what we've good. done, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've made that, that album. <laughs> What's it like, though, writing in te reo for you? Because I know, I know your whanau, he kaha te whanau te kōrero Māori, kei te kura kaupapa ngā tamariki e rau mea katoa. Well, um, I mean, kei te ako tonu au i te reo, um, i te reo rangatira, so I'm not, like, 100% confident of my abilities and I also um, place a lot of value on lyrics. So that combination is like, I still feel like I need support in that area. But in saying that, um, making this album has been really good because it has been collaborative. Actually, I've had a matangareo, Ruth Smith. Um, Yes, I've worked with her and she's been amazing because... we're, we're both Gemini's and we're both, like, crazy in the same way, which is great. <laughs> so she has helped with translating some stuff and we also wrote some songs together at the APRA Reo Māori Song mm-hmm. Hubs. And that was cool because I've realised my Reo is at a level where I can contribute and, like, change things for myself. And, oh, you know, so that's been really encouraging for me because, yeah, lyrics are important to me. So it's not OK that I can just string a sen- sentence together in Te Reo Māori. It has to be, you know the same standard I would hold an English lyric to, so um, Ruth's been brilliant for that. Tō 
Next week on The Hui, the ugly past of Pukekohe is coming to the surface. More than a quarter of the country's produce is grown here. But an ugly chapter in Aotearoa's race relations history was uncovered beneath Pukekohe's fertile soil. Very hard to imagine uh, that it actually was in New Zealand. We want an apology for all the suffering, the abuse, the racial discrimination, the hell we went through. 60 years on, the town's public cemetery remains a reminder of its prejudiced past. These are the unmarked graves of Pepe, our rangatahi, you know, from our community. They're silent, so I'm going to be their mouthpiece. To do nothing is not an option. You'll find links to our stories on our Facebook and Twitter accounts or at newshub.co.nz. Until next week, engai we kia mau, ki te tūranga, o taputapua te haumie, huie, taikie.
Nā te puna whakatonga rewa, te hui i tautoko.